Hi everyone, this is Sarah Cavell from EI Focus, and this is the Focused Athlete Podcast. Today we're here with Madison Davis. She is a Division I women's water polo goalie at Loyola Marymount University. I have had the pleasure and honor of watching Madison play since she was a young girl. In our podcast and our discussion today, Madison talks about what it's like to be in this position of goalie. This can be a really emotional position. A goalie can often take on a lot of extra stress and pressure. They are the last line of defense. And we're going to learn from Madison what are some of the tools that she uses to manage the pressure, manage the stress, so that she can be focused and playing at her best. Can't wait for you guys to meet Madison and what a pleasure it was to talk with her. Hi, Madison. Hi. How's it going today? Good, good. I'm here with Madison Davis. She is the goalie at Loyola, Loyola Marymount University uh, for the Division I women's water polo team. And Madison played, she was the captain of her high school team and she was on the first all league team um, during the last couple of years of high school. And so thank you so much for being here today to talk with us about emotional intelligence and, and how emotions affect your performance as a goalie, as an athlete, and all. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Ah. So why don't we just start with that? As a goalie and as an athlete, how do your emotions affect your performance? Yeah, I think being a goalie is definitely a very emotional position in general. Um, I mean, it really, in moments, it comes all down to you. Like if the ball is scored or not, you're that last line of defense. So if you're having a good game, if you're having a bad game, sometimes you can kind of help decide, um, you know, how the game goes. So I think it tends to get a lot of goalies in their head. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, definitely there have been years where that's happened to me. I've... um, there's games where you're, you're feeling bad and you're feeling like all the pressure's on you. So maybe you're a little jittery or like something happens and you get really angry. So you have to be able to not get swept up in that emotion, in those emotions and, you know, be able to calm yourself down in those moments. Um, yeah. And how do you do that? Because it can be so intense. It, the pressure on the goalie can be just so huge. I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, and so how do you calm yourself? Um, I've had a lot of great coaches over the years. Um, I went to a goalie coach uh, from fifth grade up until my senior year, Jack Bowen. And he would a lot of times talk about having this sort of earned confidence um, that you get by training and having faith in your legs and all that you've done. So I think going into a game, you really have to have that like inner conversation with yourself. That's like, yes, I know that I've trained hard for this. I've done everything that I can to be where I am right now. So I have that not cockiness, but confidence that I'm going to do well. And if something goes wrong, 
you know, I know that I have the tools to come back from that through all my hard work and all my training. So you look back at all the hard work that you've put in leading up to that moment. And that really, it sounds like really helps you to calm in that moment, knowing that you've given it all you've got over time. And then here you are in this situation. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people talk about having the ability to have um, just a not good memory. You know, you don't focus on things that have happened. If the ball just gets scored on me, I have to be able to bounce back pretty quickly, not dwelling on it. Um, and I mean, that's easier said than done, but it's something that I think you, the more you play, the more you're gonna kind of develop that skill. How do you do that? How do you bounce back? Like say a, score, a goal just went by and it's like, ah, how do you get your head right back into being present so that you're ready for the next one? Um, I think it differs from goalie to goalie a lot. Uh, for myself, you know, if it's particularly one that I thought, oh, I, I could have gotten that, like I made, I made a mistake. Sometimes I'll, you know, put my, grab the ball out of the goal, you know, you float on it for a second, put your head underwater, then I toss it back out to the team. Sometimes I'll even, you know, do the lunge that I uh, should have made in the first place again, like make that move again, because I know I, I have that ability. And so next time I'm going to do that move correctly and I'm going to, I'm going to get the ball next time. Yeah. And it's almost like you uh, reinforce that confidence again, by knowing that you can do that. And it just didn't happen that one time, but by going back there, kind of, it sounds like it reinforces that confidence. Yeah. Definitely. What um, you mentioned, like kind of grabbing the ball and going underwater, what happens in that moment? Like when you are trying to regroup and you grab the ball and go under for a moment? Yeah, I think for me, I try to clear my head a little bit. Um, maybe you're having thoughts racing around in your head, just taking that breath and blowing all those bubbles out underwater, you know, refreshes you um you've been your legs have been going so hard for 30 35 seconds and sometimes you need that little bit of I'm gonna take a break I'm gonna re hit reset yeah that's amazing so that reset just it could probably be even just for a couple of seconds I imagine going under and and clearing out all the noise of of this the fans the other team everybody yeah I think since goal is such a unique position you need to take advantage of those little points of reset right um because it's not like you're a field player who is going back and forth the whole time and then when they're on offense they're not necessarily going to receive the ball so they can have a moment but in that 30 35 seconds that the ball is over on my side of the court. I'm on defense. You're going that whole time. Your legs are going that whole time. You have to pay attention to every single little thing. Yes. So when I was 12, actually, I had a coach who, you know, I'd get really like amped up and maybe I'd try to keep going while they were on um, offense. And my coach would, while I was had the ball in my hand to pass it to the other side, he'd be like, okay, calm down. Like, take a breath. So a lot of the times if I feel like I'm getting amped up and I 
I want to carry over into the next um, offensive possession for my team, I'll have the ball in my hand. I'll take a deep breath and use those moments of, of calm. Right. Just taking that time to calm when you can, because yeah. yes, you're, you have to be so on. And then to be able to be present and realize when you can take a moment to calm sounds like it's really critical too, uh, because things can happen fast. And so being able to recognize when you have that moment, when it's the right moment, uh, because the game can pick up and go. Yeah, definitely. So as a goalie too, like you have to be focused. You've got to keep your eye on that ball. I mean, and, and, the, and it, it can switch over quickly. And so how do you stay in the game? How do you stay focused? Um, I think that being a communicator is mm -hmm. something that definitely has helped that. Talking on the defensive end, you know, talking to your defense telling them where the ball is, or maybe if you want them to come and drop back or go and press, mm -hmm. uh, that definitely helps. I think, you know, a lot of goalies, you know, just say where the ball is and they're so focused on that. Maybe they don't notice something that's happening off to the side. So being able to have that um, expansive vision and seeing what's happening um, is something that's really critical. And then, you know, on the offensive end, noticing maybe if there's like someone kind of cherry picking back yeah. on, that, on the other team, you have to be able to say to your teammate, hey, come back to defense, come back to defense. Right. Um, and, that, you know, that's hard sometimes because maybe you're watching the ball and you're seeing if your team's going to score. And I know I've definitely gotten swept up in that in a big game. I've been just like, come on, score the ball. Score yeah. the ball. But you have to be able to kind of, use that, again, expansive vision to see what's going on, like, on the whole. Right. So you have to, rather than totally narrow focusing on the ball, you need to have this open awareness about really what's happening on the whole pool, in the whole pool. Yeah, I'd say that that was something that, you know, when I started doing that, I felt like I, I started getting better. And it's something that I even have been working on this past year, you know, um, sliding from side to side, not just seeing where the ball is. Because if I can see where the ball is going to go, then I can be there before the ball. Right. So it's not like you as a goalie are just hanging back, just waiting for the ball to get back on your side mm -hmm. of the pool. You are actively engaged in the whole game. Mentally, you're focused on what's happening, not just where the ball is, but the entire what's happening with all the both teams where they are and everything so you're you're actively engaged in the whole game yeah well how do you know I mean we get we all get distracted at times like homework um we've got our friends might want to do something fun after the game and we're thinking about it mm -hmm. um there might be somebody watching that's giving you butterflies or something um how how do you know when you're distracted and how do you recognize when that's happening? Because if I would imagine if your focus has gone for too long, things could happen. I mean, that's something that, you know, happens a lot, especially going through the college recruiting process. Um, you have 
a bunch of coaches sitting on the side of the pool um, watching you and you, you know, you're in the goal and you're like, oh, I can, I have more of an opportunity to go look over and see what they're thinking. Um, and I would say that's something that's very difficult uh, and definitely way easier for a goalie to lose their focus than a field player to lose their focus. But it's almost more important for you not to lose your focus um, in a way. So I think that for me, um, you know, I talked about not getting like swept up in the game too much, but you almost have to find that balance of being locked in, being ready to go and not letting that outside influence have any effect on you. And I mean, that's easier said than done, but I think if you get really into the game and you you know, you're watching that ball, you're watching what the field players are doing and you're having that, you know, expansive vision. I think that it becomes easier not to look at what's happening on the outside or think about other things because, I mean, you have so much to think about already. Right. So you just, you've kind of developed the skill to keep your attention in the pool and in the game. And just say, I'm like, for instance, what would happen if you noticed a, your LMU coach when you were a senior watching you, yeah. you notice that he's there. How do you get the, your attention to come right back to the game? Um, I think that having that outside kind of pressure, for me at least, um, makes me, you know, want to do better. Yeah. And so if I see him standing there, I'm like, okay, now's the time. I, I know what I have to do. I've got to play my best. So it's that like push and pull between like, oh, am I, am I doing a good job? Like, can you see what I'm doing? Yeah. And then also like, okay, like I can't just let him dictate what I'm doing in this game. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's a really difficult thing, but it also just comes with playing, playing, playing. Um, you know, when people say like, especially right now, like, what can I do? how can I get better? Um, I think one of the biggest things for a goalie is just like get shots on you, get shots on you so that you develop that habit of, you know, being locked in and not having other distractions and even watching game film. So, you know, what other goalies are doing and stuff like that. So I think, you know, playing the sport, being in the game, developing that experience, will help you in the long run so much, not only with like your game, but just how you react to things. Right, right, that just that constant practice. Mm -hmm. So I've heard you in the goal and you are one of the um, most enthusiastic and I, I hear your voice out there on the, in the pool, uh, directing your team in such a, um, a, a leadership kind of way. You're a leader out on the pool. Um, what does that feel like to, I mean, it sounds like that's a way that you motivate your team. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I feel like I've always kind of done that. And I mean, I don't know how it, I really even started doing that. I've just, since I've been li little, um, maybe it was just like watching what my coaches were saying and, and trying to like talk back to that. Um, but I think that, you know, again, having that confidence in what I'm doing 
makes me have that also confidence in being able to tell other people what to do. But there is that, you know, fine line between, oh, am I going to like piss my teammate off if I like tell her something and she doesn't want to do that. So you have to, uh, you know, be in sync with your team as well, because if you're not in sync with your team and they're not listening to you, it's just going to go sideways really quick. So, you know, being able to have conversations with your teammates before, after the game, and also with your coach, like, what do you want me to tell the defense to do? Um, So that everyone on the team is in sync and having those conversations. Well, why did you tell me to do that? Well, I told you that to do this. Oh, I think you should do this instead. So it's definitely being comfortable enough to have a dialogue with the people who you're playing. And maybe if you're on a new team, that's kind of hard. but um immediately having those conversations with your coach and your team so that you be are able to become more comfortable is super important in terms of being able to talk to them and having them have confidence in you as well right yeah I hear that uh throughout different sports actually there's this balance between being able to guide lead your teammates without having them feel like you're unnecessarily telling them what to do and so how do you develop those relationships with your teammates I mean I think it really all starts in practice um if you're you know say something to your teammate in practice and you're constantly doing that then if you do it in a game it's not that big a deal because they know and they trust you um but you also have to have that accountability for yourself Like if I'm telling, say, a shot blocker what to do, you know, move left, move right, um, when they're going forwards towards the ball, um, they they you typically know that I I know what I'm talking about. But if a ball goes in and I know it's my fault, I'm not going to be like, what the heck? That was your fault. You should have been blocking there. Um, You need to take accountability and say, hey, that was mine. Like you were doing a good job on defense. Because if you're you're giving your teammates that validation and you're telling them, good job, you're doing your job, like now it's my time to do mine, it's going to make it a whole lot easier for them to want to do what you're saying. Yeah, so in that way, you're, you're recognizing their effort and you're taking responsibility for um, your own actions, your own words and all. So that creates that trust between, between, the, between you and your, your teammates. Oh, for sure. And I mean, not just from a goalie, but as a field play, like field players can do that as well. Like saying, oh, you know, to me, if someone says to me, my defense wasn't the best just then, like, I'm really sorry. I'll be like, okay, like, I know she's going to do a better job next time. Like, it's building that trust that you have to have in any team sport. Right. So creating those connections with your, with your teammates to, to build that. Yes. What, um, as we wrap up, I'm curious, you've mentioned um, your goalie coach earlier on, and I'm just, I'd love for you to bring to mind a coach, um, and maybe this is the coach you're referring to, or a coach that uh, really inspired you to work hard, someone that really motivated you. What were the qualities of this person that kind of makes this person stand out to you? Yeah, I've been... Yes, for sure. I've been fortunate 
fortunate enough to have a lot of really great coaches, um, you know, playing for my club team, playing for high school, doing Olympic development program stuff, and um, meeting a lot of people who really inspire me. And I think that it's hard to just say one person, but, um, you know, in the past few years, I have been thinking more about the importance of having a female role model uh, more specifically. Like our high school team, like the last year that I was there was able to have a female coach. And I think that having that made me, you know, want to work harder, not just because, you know, it's someone who's been where I have been um, and someone who I really respect because I think having respect for your coach is something that's super important. Um, but also because I think that, you know, you need a leader, you need someone who has done it and can tell you what you need to do to get to where they are per se. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, again, going back to respect, if you have a coach who is yelling at you all the time, um, not necessarily just like loud because I'm fine with the coach who yells at me all the time and loud, but it has to be a coach who I feel like knows what they're talking about and, you know, shows that to their players. Um, you know, someone who's approachable, someone who I can talk to them, not just as a coach, but as a person. Mm. And I think that's definitely more important the older you get, uh. because when you're younger, you see your coach as this like big, massive figure who definitely knows everything. But, you know, as you get older and you grow in the sport, you start to know stuff too. Right. So you want someone who you feel like can teach you those things. And while they're teaching you it, also teach you how to be a better person. Mm. I mean, youth sports aren't just about like getting super good and then going to college. You know, they're about building a better person in general. And I think that's something that water polo has done for me a lot. Um, you know, I since I am in this leadership position in the pool, I think that's one of my greatest skills. I feel like I have become a better leader in and out of the water and you know I've started coaching some of my own the last two years I've coached um our 10 and under team I mean since I was 14 I was coaching swimming so I think having a coach who inspires you to maybe even want to coach and be in a leadership position like that is something that's so crucial so like ah that's amazing that I was kind of rambled there I was trying to think it's a, well, I can tell you're really excited about that part of it, that relationship between athlete and coach. From what you've learned from all your coaches throughout your career, and now that you are a coach, how do you connect then with your little athletes now? What's something that helps you? Um, like I said before, you know, they're little, but they're still like little people. So you, you have to talk to them and, you know, it's not all business. It's not all fun. You kind of have to find that balance, especially with younger kids of um, like having fun with them, but also, you know, okay, guys, it's ready to go. It's like ready to lock in. Um, I think 
Another thing I've really liked as a player and as a coach is like when coaches tell me their personal experience and like giving that point of view to your players often helps a lot of players because say something's not, you're saying something that's not necessarily working for them and working in their brain. So being able to tell it to them from a different point of view is super, super important, I think. So that giving examples of their own experiences so that you can learn from how they've learned. Yes, definitely. So um, as we finish up here, what would you say, I'm just going to ask, what would you say is your secret weapon as an athlete? Um, You know, we've touched on it a lot, but I would say definitely my ability to communicate. you know, not just in the pool, but out of the pool, because, you know, you can have all the technical skills, you can be the best person in the world, but if your team doesn't trust you, then that all goes away during the game. You know, you have to be able to have that back and forth with your teammates, you have to have them trust you, and you trust them. So if you're a really effective communicator, I think that that will make your life in the pool and out of the pool so much better and easier. Yeah. Ah, amazing. Thank you so much, Madison, for sharing all of your, your experience and your thoughts on, on this topic of emotional intelligence and sports. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you everyone for joining us today on the Focused Athlete Podcast. We would love to stay connected, so please follow us on Instagram at EI underscore focus, on Facebook at EI Focus, on our LinkedIn page at EI Focus, and for lots more information and upcoming events, www.eifocus.org. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.